A wolf on his rambles came into a field of oats, but not being able to eat them, he was passing on his way when a horse came along. Look, said the wolf, here's a fine field of oats. For your sake, I have left it untouched and <laughs> I shall greatly enjoy the sound of your teeth munching the ripe grain. But the horse replied, if wolves could eat oats, my friend, you would hardly have indulged your ears at the cost of your belly. Moral of the story, there's no, there's no virtue in giving to others what is, is uh, useless to oneself. That's the Aesop uh, fable. If you're new to the Impact Secrets podcast show, welcome to the family. To my existing family, thank you for joining on this podcast show. We discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and personal development. I am your humble host, E.D. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. In today's episode, we're going to talk about, are you really a third-party seller? Are you really a third-party seller? See, I took the time to do some research, and it's only research that I already knew because of the experience I've already had, but I said, what is the definition of a third-party seller? A third-party seller, according to uh, Google or Webster, I mean, third-party sellers are independent sellers who offer a variety of new, used, refurbished, refurbished and collectible uh, merchandise. The steps to, and they, excuse me, the steps to place an order with a third-party seller are the same as placing any other order and they use amazon.com but it could be anything so when i when i ask you a question are you the third are you a third party are you really a third party seller i'm i'm really probably gonna i don't know how this is gonna go because you know i started i'm starting to gain some traction and you know in a lot of different areas from youtube to instagram and that's i'm just constantly putting out content and and not trying to see what sticks but i'm just really telling you what I'm living and what is actually going on in my life and what I'm reading and seeing. And one of the things is I heard about the situation where a seller was selling on Etsy. If you're not familiar with Etsy, most of my, my, my resellers on there are familiar with Etsy. But allegedly, because I don't know if it's true or not, that the individual basically got their, their store shut down due to the person wasn't able to ship the particular merchandise that they agreed to to ship to the buyer. And I and I thought about that before I went into, you know, because right, right away, you know, I went into straight defensive mode. That's where I wanted to go with it because when you sell as a third-party seller, you always jump to the third-party seller side because you're like, it's 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 it's, it's sort of like big brother against little brother so it's like you always fighting an uphill battle when you sell on these platforms and it really got me to it got me to thinking and i stepped back i got outside of me as they they'll say i don't know what that means but i really did step back and say look who was who was at fault so if that was you as the customer you ordered something and you never received it how would you feel? Do you feel something should happen to that seller? Should that seller not be be able to uh, 
to be able to sell on that platform? What if I told you that seller was in a domestic violence situation and was shot and was in a hospital and couldn't get to their site? Would you have any empathy or sympathy for the individual then? You see that? That is the thing that is very, is very tricky. It's very tricky because when you are a third party seller, I say it's almost as similar to you owning your own franchise. Because see, when you, when you own a franchise and I never owned a franchise, but I've started going through the steps to understand what it takes to, to own a franchise. And always, you know, one that I always look at and modeled is you look at McDonald's franchise. I don't care what McDonald's you go to, and I'm talking about the United States, the order will be the same. Want a hamburger? Okay. Two pickles, ketchup and mustard on two patty on two uh, buns. Same thing. If you want to sell McDonald's hamburgers, you have to lease their property. You have to also move forward and purchase their supplies. So they're really, if you really look at it, there is truly no different be, difference between owning a franchise and you being a third-party reseller. There may be some variations where some people actually own their McDonald's, where they actually own it, where there is no franchising, you know, where they may not have to pay all these different franchising fees. And But the model is the same because they know it works. So what happens when... Amazon or eBay or Etsy or Macari or anyone says we're obsessed with our customers. Well, how does that make you feel? Because if you weren't providing the services, which I mean, i.e. the products, they wouldn't have customers. But if they didn't have the platform, you wouldn't have customers. So you get, you, you ask yourself, like, that's why I said there's such a similarity between a franchise and being a third party or what we call resellers is, be, is due to the fact that everything aligns with there's a formality in place. If you agreed upon these terms, I'm going to leverage, I'm going to use, let's say eBay. You agreed upon the terms of that your handling time, uh, let's say 24 to 48 hours of getting the package out the door. Or better yet, I even got a better one. Think about with Amazon where, work with me now, family. This is where I'm saying there's a similarity. You are leasing Amazon space and you say well how am I leasing Amazon space well you're leasing their warehouse space you're leasing their space on the internet because you are paying a fee a couple fees if you're doing FBA which is fulfillment by Amazon you are paying a, a particular fee so what do you actually own in that like, tell me where's the ownership? 
you go you source the products but they own the land and I'm not here to discourage any reseller I'm a reseller myself but sometimes I have these conversations with myself where I sit and I sit and think and I'm like why why not create uh, my own website or create something in where I have a little bit more ownership over the, the sale. It's, and, I, and I, I think it's more of the convenience. It's convenient when you can set up your listing and if there's an issue that comes up that you can get it solved you know, like for instance, a, a eBay will step in and make a decision. And when they make the decision based on the information that they have, that's final. So, you know, again, I, there are perks on when you are using someone's someone's particular model or you're following in someone's footsteps, but also you got to look at, just think if, if this was your only source of income you're you selling on ebay or you selling on especially amazon i i you hear it all the time about these ip claims or or the uh the listing you know someone tanks the listing as far as something can be selling at twenty dollars and it, it goes all the way down to five dollars so that's why i think it's so important to start developing additional skill sets as and, and learning how to build funnel funnels or basically what which our sales process. I think as resellers, you know, because we get so caught up and excited about finding those you know finding those products and, and and putting them online and making money off of it. But just imagine, what if you created a, a an offer instead of you know a product that is a commodity product. I like what Russell Brunson said. He talked about, he said, and I'll, I'll make it short and sweet on that one because he, because it was so powerful that I get excited every time I think about it because of the fact of it's so true. It's all about value. What's the value you provide when you're, you're, you're helping a customer, when you're, you're, you're serving a customer? If I had an iPhone and the brand new iPhone and I said, hey, would you want to buy this at $600? And this is what Russell talked about. And I'm paraphrasing in a sense, so I may mess up the numbers and everything. Please forgive me. But the moral of the story was that just the phone itself was not as valuable as the phone with contacts that could possibly, not possibly, would help you get to the next level financially as well as your career, Whatever, if you're in the realms of, let's say, marketing and personal development. If I had, a, you know, the top names all in my phone and, and you can talk to them directly, you would, and I'm charging you five, you know, 500 to a million dollars for that phone, that phone becomes more valuable. And that's where Russell had talked about of changing a commodity to an actual uh, a, a valid offer. And I think as resellers, we have to be able to, when we're, when we're in the reselling business, being able to create additional, you know, what, I don't want to say additional side incomes because we know that, but finding ways to be more strategic. If you're seeing products that are replenishable products that are selling extremely well, 
once you go, and you know, if you don't like to set up funnels and um, a sales product, go set up a Shopify store or, um, you know, use a leverage, you know, one of the various WordPresses or something like that and sell that as well. So while, you know, I know Amazon doesn't allow you to do it and I'm not sh really too sure about uh, eBay because I really haven't um, tried it. I just basically reached out to customers, you know, online and been like, hey, I got this over here. I see that you bought that. And sometimes, you know, it, it works out pretty well, but we have to think of additional ways. My mom would say to me all the time, she would say, son, I don't mind if you use me, but don't misuse me. And the, the difference in that is, is when someone is using you, they're taking advantage, they're taking totally advantage of you. But when you're, um, when you're, when you're, excuse me, I'm saying when you misuse somebody, you're, you're basically taking advantage of them. But when you use them, you both are using each other. You're both are leveraging each other's skill sets so, or your strengths. Or basically, it's almost like a compromise, which is rare, but it, it is. And so that's why I said it's important for us resellers to always continue to think outside the box of different, you know, learning, making sure we learn marketing and sales. That is a must. That is our foundation because we're understanding the value of being able to negotiate with people when we go out and purchase products from them if they're used or, you know, and then if, if they're brand new, finding brand new products, uh, being able to have that eye, and it's really not an eye, it's just, oh, let me see if this is gonna sell type thing because there's a lot of times, but that's another story, I won't go on that rant. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say to you, uh, to you family is making sure that you find use the skill sets that you're the, the skill sets that you are developing as becoming a reseller learn to use that in other parts of the you know of that you can use for a business just don't use it for just what you're doing with you know the various platforms from eBay Amazon Macari Etsy all of those don't just leverage that try and when I try do other things outside that box because I guarantee you if you don't do it somebody else will do it and when they if they decide to shut that that particular store down whether you were at the fault or not you won't have another way to continue to bring in income as far as from a reselling standpoint if this is the only platform the only platforms that you're selling on so guys I hope that's been insightful I wanted to do it in one take. There's some things that you think about when, you know, when I start talking this through and just was, and I'm just in awe how it's really crazy how we can, you know, the, just the excitement of reselling. So I just want to, I'll leave it at that and just maybe it might be a part two to this. And once we, once I see what type of feedback I get. Well, until next time, family, I hope you guys enjoy. It's been a pleasure, a treat. And um, wow, it went 15 minutes. I was only supposed to go 10. But hey, sometimes, it, you know, things happen. All right. 